Hey guys. So, from recording the past few episodes, I've realized three really profound things. Number one, I feel really self-conscious about how I sound on tape. Number two, I say ums, you knows, and all that way, way too much. Makes editing hell. And three, now I can understand why a lot of people question whether John, Andrew, and I are really just friends. (laughs) Anyway. I want to thank you all listeners actually for tuning in these last few weeks and I've actually been really amazed by the fact that so many people have told me that they can relate to stuff I've been discussing with my friends and how the topic of healthy masculinity actually really resonated with them. And today I'm actually going to use this episode to do more of a personal reflection actually on this whole topic of manhood and maybe give you guys a bit more context on why I started all this in the first place. It's a topic that I've been thinking about for a while, and then eventually I thought it was important enough for me to share in a public forum. So, without further delay, let's get started, guys. Your testosterone-fueled vim and vigor that has helped explore uncharted territories, constructed towering skyscrapers, and built corporate empires is no longer needed in this post-industrial society that we live in. This is a quote by Brett McKay, founder of The Art of Manliness, another platform dedicated to healthy masculinity. Now, to some of you, and also to me when I first heard it, this quote sounds completely ridiculous. But if I were to be completely honest, Looking at this a bit deeper, and looking at my life, it's kind of true. And it is confusing sometimes, living as a guy in this modern era. So first off, a man. A real man. What does that actually mean, anyway? If we rewind the clocks back a few decades earlier, say to our grandfather's times, right? The answer to this question of what a real man is is a lot clearer, actually. Men were hunters, farmers, soldiers. They did all their rough and tough professions. They were the leaders of the community, and it was their duty to labor, fight, and protect these communities that they led. But as the years went by, the world changed. Things became more digital. Jobs went from more industrial to more service-based. And life became more comfortable, too, and the rough and tough or quote-unquote blue-collar professions that used to be the manly professions became more and more undervalued, and men no longer needed to fight or hunt to survive, and the nature of their job changes, too, and this actually had an impact on how they can identify with the value and purpose of their jobs. I mean... Look at our ancestors, right? They fought in wars and drove out colonialists for a living. I live in Indonesia. We were a Dutch colony for 350 years, Japanese colony for three and a half years. My ancestors probably spent their days fighting off colonialists when they were my age. And for us in this modern era, our profession is browsing memes and playing among us while working from home. Until our manager suddenly hits us with a please fix 
on all of your slides and says that he'll need it done by tomorrow. <laughs> Our ancestors got freedom and independence. And meanwhile, we get killed by the imposter and end up having to spend all nighter finishing up a deck that no one would read at the end. It's a little different. And men are also underperforming in comparison to women in a variety of areas um, in the workforce, but also in academics. We have more women now going to college and more women now rising up to leadership positions in big companies really begs the question on what's going to be the role of men in the modern world. And if you try to look at pop culture and to try to find out the answer to this question of what a real man is, it doesn't really help to write. They take the traditional tough image of a man that we just talked about that's present through all of history, but then they present it in a way that's almost unrealistic and can even be destructive. A real man is someone who's always strong, never gets too attached to anything, never shows any weaknesses. He always has everything in his life in order. He thrives in his career and his relationships, especially with women. And he has no problem romancing multiple women or finding the one by a certain age. You can kind of see this in a lot of the prominent male figures in pop culture. You can see this in James Bond. You can see this in Don Draper from Mad Men. You can see this in Bruce Wayne or Batman. They're handsome. They're strong. They drive cool cars. And every woman wants to be with them. Every man wants to be like them. With this popular notion of what a real man is and all the challenges that we have in the world, I've seen most guys respond to this in two different ways. Either they completely embrace it, or at least try to embrace it, or they completely reject it and go the extreme opposite of it. For the purposes of this talk, I'm actually going to call the first kind of guy the alpha male, and the second one the beta male. So first, I'm going to talk about the alpha male. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard this phrase, alpha male, usually from obnoxious gym bros going, yeah, man, look at this. I'm pumping with these 50s. I'm so alpha right now. These are your tough, no-nonsense guys, and they're considered to be the leaders of the pack. They prioritize wealth and power over everything else, and their aim is to be like a real-life James Bond or Bruce Wayne. And they're willing to sacrifice anything and everything, including their morals, friends, families, you name it, to achieve their ambitions. But if you look at this lifestyle, it's ultimately empty. They sacrifice everything, and even when they do achieve what they wanted, they have nothing left. They've sacrificed everything and everyone of value to them, and... They're just left by themselves. My favorite fiction novel of all time that does an amazing job in showing how someone can become this alpha male and what this does to his life is actually The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexandre Dumas. So in this book, we have the main character, Edmond Dantes. He's a young, naive sailor, and he unintentionally stirs jealousy in some of his friends. One friend wanted his fiance, and a couple others were just really jealous of his professional accomplishments because he was a sailor, and then he became captain after the original captain died. So 
they framed him for a crime he didn't commit. And this led him to being imprisoned in a remote island for several years, after which he escaped, found a bunch of treasure, got really rich, and then came back to execute his vengeance as the Count of Monte Cristo. And he started planning all these elaborate schemes to try and trap and humiliate his old friends. It's really amazing. I highly recommend that you guys read the book or watch the movie or even watch the anime series, actually. Uh, if you guys are into it, it's really one of the best revenge stories I've ever seen in my life. But going back to the story, his plans and schemes were all extremely ruthless. He gave no regard to the moral implications of his actions and the collateral damage uh, this caused. And you can see here that Edmund started out as this... Actually, he was more beta than Alpha in the beginning of the story. He was soft, he was naive... But then he got hurt, and then after he got hurt, he became this alpha kind of Monte Cristo, super rich, powerful, can manipulate people, doesn't take shit from anyone, and ruthless in getting his vengeance. But towards the end of the story, though, I mean, he realizes that ultimately this alpha lifestyle didn't really get him anywhere. He realized just how toxic his quest for vengeance was, and he decided to ultimately just move on from it and live his life uh, with his new love. And I want to talk a bit more about that resolution, but I'll get to that a bit later. It's true. We don't need this kind of hyper-masculinity anymore. We don't need more proud, over-ambitious men who ruthlessly pursue their ambitions without regard for others for the sake of their pride. And this pride is at least a lot of other toxic and destructive traits like sexism and homophobia. And the sad truth is many younger, naive men become drawn to this way of life either by the allure of wealth and power or by the allure of vengeance against those who wrong them and ends up destroying their soul. Now, the second kind of guy that I want to talk about is the beta male, who's the complete opposite of the alpha male. He rejects everything that the alpha male stands for. Um, ambition, power, leadership. And actually, to illustrate this one, I'm going to be using another really well-known work of art, which is The Lion King. <laughs> I can already picture some of you right now going all, No! No! Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Everything else is fine, but you don't say shit about Simba. Hear me out. Simba was set to inherit his father Mufasa's throne as the king of the Pride Lands. And like Edmund, he also went through a really tough, painful experience in the beginning of his story. His father died. And then he runs away, meets his two friends, Timon and Pumbaa, and this is where he gets interested in his idea of Hakuna Matata which means no worries for the rest of your days. And he lives the next several years of his life just being all carefree, sleeping in hammocks, eating bugs, singing, not having a care in the world, while everybody in his home was suffering under the rule of Scar, his uncle. And then Simba's childhood friend Nala comes to find him and tries to persuade him to come back. And at first he says no. He says, no, Hakuna Matata. It means no worries for the rest of your days. He wants to be wild and free. 
and doesn't want to be tied down by his responsibilities. And he insists on just continuing this life that he's created for himself, this Hakuna Matata life. And it took some nagging from Nala, and also for him to see the ghost of his father to finally persuade him to go back. And ladies, I am really sorry for all the times that you girls have had to nag us guys to get our act together. And then if you remember the scene when Simba meets Mufasa's ghost, remember what Mufasa said to him? Remember who you are. You are my son, the one true king. Simba is Mufasa's son, the one true king. He had a responsibility, a destiny, to take his rightful place on the throne and right the wrongs that are happening in his home. How often do we men run away from our responsibilities? And how often do we justify it by saying that we just want to be free and not be tied down by societal expectations? You know, these talks of alpha and being tough and all that, that's that's just societal expectations, you know? And I, I don't want to have to be tied down by that. I want to live my own life and be myself. That's true that a lot of the expectations that society has for us are unhealthy, but we still need men to work, be responsible, take care of their family for us to have a sustainable society. One of the biggest issues right now is more and more kids are growing up fatherless. They don't have that masculine figure in their life to be able to show them what living as a good man is actually like and yeah it's a tragedy that scene in lion king where mufasa dies was the first scene that made me cry when i was a little kid and if this cartoon lion made me cry that much then how much more sadder is it that in real life so many more boys are growing up without their fathers so we don't want to be alpha but we also want to be beta but then in this rapidly changing world with all its increasingly unrealistic expectations, what are we supposed to do? I am a guy working in Jakarta, an urban city, in a white collar job in my 20s. And man, things can get so confusing in a lot of ways. I mean, work's hard, dating's hard. Family expectations for my work and dating life is hard. And even when I feel hurt or anxious as a man, I'm just supposed to suck it up and just do my duty. And especially here in a country like Indonesia, where the desires of the community tend to outweigh the desires of the individual, I think this is an even bigger problem. And it's something that a lot of guys here experience. I like to ask myself questions like, what's my calling? What's the value and purpose of my current job? Or how do I ask out my crush without appearing too shy or creepy? And oftentimes I just think to myself, man, I just want to run away to Bali and live in a jungle somewhere, just sipping coconuts and live that Hakuna Matata lifestyle. But it's not really feasible, isn't it? Simba didn't have any bills to pay. <laughs> Sorry to live that Hakuna Matata life if you got no cash. But um, even that aside, I mean, as a man, I, I do want to do well in my job. I don't want to just laze around and do nothing. 
I've had plenty of time to do that now with this pandemic. And, you know, if that were really the ideal situation, then I should be living my best life right now. But I'm actually itching to work more and be more productive. I want to make an impact in the world. And, you know, sometime in the future, I have a family. I'd want to be able to protect them, too, and provide for them. I can't have all these things and get all these things if I don't put in the work for it, right? I can't have it both ways. And I also have to pursue all these goals in a way that's good and beneficial uh, for society and my loved ones, not just ruthlessly bulldoze them like what the alpha male would do. And if I get hurt somewhere along the way, that's something I should learn from, but it shouldn't be something that defines me. And it doesn't justify getting all bitter and taking it out on other people. At the end of the Count of Monte Cristo, Edmund Dantes gave him on his quest for vengeance. But he wasn't the same naive sailor that he was in the beginning of the novel. He had a more realistic view on life and the world. He still had all his money and all his cool skills that he got for his vengeance, but decided then to use them for good. He's no longer an alpha or beta male. He is beyond that. He was a good and mature man. A real man to me is someone who takes the best of both worlds. He's someone who takes responsibility of his life and strives for greatness, but he's not consumed by it to the point that would alienate his friends and family. He knows how to present himself well, not out of pride, but just because he knows it's needed for certain situations. And he's not afraid to confess his weaknesses, but he doesn't let them define him either. And he perseveres through the challenges of life, despite of them. These are the values that I want to promote and discuss more here in Project M. So I'm not an expert in any way of masculinity, manhood, or gender studies, or whatever you want to call it, far from it. But during this quarantine, I've found myself having more and more deep conversations with my bros and with my other friends about life and how do we navigate through it. And I realized that, okay, we're not experts, but talking about it really helps. And the fact of the matter is, even just talking about our problems is considered taboo because with the toxic expectations that people have um, of guys and how we have to be all alpha all the time, it's frowned upon to be open and vulnerable about our problems. And I actually avoided making a podcast for a really long time. I just thought it'd be weird. But after thinking about it for a while, I decided that showing the world that talking about it is fine and healthy is actually really important. And sharing some of these talks with the world could help a lot of people. So it's not just because I knew people would appreciate the cringy bromance humor that I have with uh, some of my friends, but it's because I truly believe the message is important. We've talked a lot so far about friendships, uh, both with the same and then the opposite gender, and what a healthy viewpoint in guys and also girls could look like uh, for this topic. And yeah, I 
had a lot of fun posting the last few topics, and I hope I continue posting more entertaining, meaningful conversations here in this platform and dive into even deeper topics to try and solve this puzzle of manhood and and yeah hopefully society can benefit from it so yeah thanks for all your support so far everyone and i'll see you guys again soon